The last Sunday in June every year, they have an open-air mass on the island of Inchigil in the middle of Loch Corrib, County Galway. And like all masses, they have their water and their wine. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus got into the hours earlier. The it's the normal Sunday Mass in the village of Cong, County Mayo, on the northern shore of the lake. The parish priest, Father Cullum Kilcoyne, is talking about the Mass on the island later in the day. You might bring sandwiches, you might bring something, and that is a part of the day that will be remembered. <laughs> He's encouraging people to take to the boats and come out. We often hear in Mass here that we are a pilgrim people. He says he's not selling it, but he is. He says you need a special Mass to make the regular Mass special. Inchibale is one such occasion. We say the creed now. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and Inchigil is a large, wooded island. 360 acres, and it's at the northern end of Loch Corrib, which itself runs from Galway City 30 miles up to the Mayo border. The island is deserted, but it used to be farmed and was a retreat. First for the 3,000 monks who lived in Kong Abbey. They left behind early Christian markers and churches. Then it was a retreat for the Guinness family, who lived in Ashford Castle in Kong. They had a caretaker on the island who maintained it for them. Oh, it was a lovely island. There was thatched cottages on it. This is local man, Jackie Malloy. In Guinness's time, that was a beautiful island. All the walks were kept raked and cleaned and everything. And did people then come out uh, from the big house from, from Ashford oh, they did. for a, a day out? They did, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. They did. There was a big boat. Guinness had a, had a big cruiser. Guinness's caretaker was Tommy Nevin, the last man to live in Inchigil. He was a First World War veteran. Tommy only had the occasional angler visiting, but there was one Sunday in 1938 when he was the most popular man on Loch Corrib. Galway and Kerry were playing in all Ireland, and Guinness brought him out at Battery Radio, and they came from all over the place to hear it. It was left on a little wall out in front of the, and out in front of the house, and there was people they couldn't understand it how they were playing about in Dublin. Yeah. They were listening to them in the islands. <laughs> what was he like? Do you remember him at all? Uh, I remember saw him when he came into Kong. Yeah. He lived down the, we used to call it the Laney Blazes, that middle lane in Kong. Yeah. He lived down there in a little house and he died. Yeah. How was he not contrary, having been out on the island all the time on his own? Well, he used to come home in every Friday to get his pension or pay from Guinness mm. in Ashford. And he'd do shopping and they used to wait. Um, there are always in every town there was a few... And uh, waiting for him to get the money, and he'd stand them points. There was an old guy, I think it was Fred Connors, Arthur Connors' grandfather now, knew the setup. And old O'Connor said one day, Look at Down Navin, and he's ready to be milked. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> That's awful. They're coming back right away. You're coming back right away, are you? You're coming back right away. Father Kilcoyne doesn't have anything like an All-Ireland and the only radio around to entice people out to the annual Mass on the island. So at 11 o'clock in the morning, there's no telling how many will turn up. 
If you don't have access to a boat, you can get a ferry from Ashford Castle or Uchtarard. Both ferries are run by the Luskin family. The one at Ashford has Patrick Luskin at the gangway. The ferry takes 100 people and there are three sailings going out for the day to the island. When you step onto the ferry, you go down inside and there's a bar. There's a young fella serving behind and he also doubles as a deckhand. Then up onto the deck and there's a handful of people sitting on a motley selection of plastic chairs and low bar stools. There's a group of Germans with their bicycles. They're taking a shortcut to Uchtarard via Inchigil. The boat pulls out onto the river and then out onto the open lake. There are 15 families living on one island, 12 on another, one or two homes on each of the other. John Luskin, Patrick's father, is at the wheel, which is at the end of the bar. Beside John is Michael Waldron, a family friend helping out for the day. What do you do? Nothing. Nothing, but prior to this? I was a plumber. Oh, yeah. The boss and myself were living down in the village. Do you know who the boss is? I always know who the boss is. Yeah. There's no doubt about who the boss you know, is. Yeah. The very minute the woman gets the first bit of metal on her finger, she'll say we. And when the final one goes on, to say. I see. <laughs> what will she say now if she hears you saying this on the radio? You won't get your dinner, will you? Oh, I... Hell, I... <laughs> The boat has huge picture windows and the view as you glide along is picturesque. A cliché almost. The islands floating on the still lake. To the north, Mount Gable sweeps down to the shore and off to the west, the hazy, paling Connemara peaks. A cliché, but stunning nonetheless. Do you know the names of all the islands we're looking at well, here? Well, the most of them are, yes, I do. Yeah. That's, uh, that's uh, Ardalon, Crenalon, Ilanagauna down there. You have Connors Island over there. This is Inchigil and Inishani. Then the next one you meet on your way over to Clarard is Bilberry and Erkon Moor, Erkon Beg, Brunchin. So does the bar get busy later on? Well, sometimes it does, yeah. 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 It's busy now in the evening. You don't close it during mass, do you? No, no. No, I'll leave it open, yeah. Huh? They said we're short of having wine around tonight. <laughs> the ferry is pulling into the small quay at Inchigil. As well as passengers, the boat brings two folding tables. Is the table for, for the altar? Yeah. No, the two of them lived on the one there, yeah. There are already day trippers on the island. They've come in their own fishing boats, pleasure boats, or on the ferry from Mukhtarard. Very good. What's your name? Oren Diffney. Oren. Great. Thank you very much. They're spread out. Somewhere in the shaded picnic area beside the quay. You're well prepared. <laughs> I'm Ronan from RTE. What have you got there? Hmm? Pitch of bread. <laughs> All right. 
made in the caravan this morning in a rush. And have you, where have you come from? Charleston, Balahi. Charleston, all right. So you don't go far from home, she don't. And what, you've got an umbrella there, have you? In case, in case. What would you have an umbrella for over here? <laughs> never Are you mad? Never, no, he's just one. <laughs> but he did warn us about the midges. What did he say? He tried the one come out on if it's windy. Yeah. Anti-midge cream, is it? Mm-hmm. And you have all the yes, anti-midge stuff as well. What happened to the last time you came? Well, of the midges, and uh, they, they, they were so severe, but I was bit from head to foot. That Maybe the midges are your penance. Well, I thought. Would you think yeah, they would be? Probably. Maybe they only bite you for the amount of sins you've so committed in your life. Did you get many, many bites? Did you? Oh, I was covered. Oh, I was covered. You see, you've been a bold girl. <laughs> At the same time, on the other side of the island, looking south into the blazing morning sun, campfires and paddling. Is it cold? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> Idel, come out to hear the sand. You have a fire there. Yeah. What way have you set up? Well, um, put sticks and I put sticks and then a few twigs and then uh, before I. When I put the big sticks in, I found some rubbish over there, put it in, and I lit up, and then a fire came. Right. And you have stones around it? Yeah. And what are you cooking, do you know? Oh, that's my granny there. That's granny. <laughs> <laughs> Sausages and rashers. Great stuff. And do you come out here every year to this? As often as we can, yeah. If the boat's going, we come. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And where are you from? Well, I'm living in Galway now, but I used to have the pharmacy in up throughout, so... Oh, I see. sail on the lake and oh, had a great love of the oh, lake, God. yeah. yeah so. Why did you finish with the, the pharmacy? I got bored. You got bored? <laughs> <laughs> and it's getting, it's, it's totally changed to what I got into pharmacy for. It's, it's just, just dishing out tablets, all the interesting stuff, to my mind anyway, has gone. The new ones might think differently, but a lot more pressure. Oh, what way is it different? What, what did you? Well, did no you not used to give out tablets before? Oh, you did, but not all the time. You're mixing, you're doing ointments, you're doing different things, and people are more inclined to go to the chemist for advice and oh. rush to the doctor. You know. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. And what do you do now? I do interactive commerce. What's that? Build communities for the internet. Profit share. Can you give me an example of how that works? Well. We, we link people into to, uh, various shopping services, various products, some of them exclusive, and we profit share by the amount of business we send. I see. So you, by gathering up a group of people who will all buy from the same source? Yeah, it's a bit like a shopping co-op, really. You're listening to Flux with Ronan Kelly. And in this programme, the annual open-air mass on the island of Inchicril on Loch Corb in County Galway.
Finally, the last ferry boat comes over. And with it, Father Kilcoyne. Bent double with an enormous bag. I got all the vestments for Mass, all the things that are because there's nothing here, so you have to bring everything out. Did you bring any sandwiches? I didn't bring any sandwiches. <laughs> I, I hope somebody will see the hunger on me when Mass is over it. In beside the ferry, a tiny rowboat bobs into the quay. An older couple in it, the man rowing. It's about the size of a bath. The woman is sitting where the taps would be. They've come in from a bigger boat moored out on the bay. That's a good turnout, isn't it? It's a fine turnout, that is. Yeah, it's a good mm. it's a good day for around the lake. Gradually there's a drift from the quay and all parts of the island to the site of the mass. Did you ever do anything like this yourself before as a child, for example? I did. We I was I'm from Castlebar, we used to climb the reek and I'm not sure there was much religion in it, but I always remember cycling back, rather, from Castlebar and the sheer delight of passing by cars that were slowed up. And we had to climb it at night, of course, macho. And I'll never forget staying on top until you could see the sun come up over Clue Bay. That, That was magic. And that has lasted with me. That really has lasted. I find that important. You're in a hurry, are you? Bye. Of course. You have to get your mum and dad. That's good. Another ten years now, you'll have no interest in your mum and dad. (laughs) That's true too. (laughs) But leave leave them be for the moment. So what are we at now? Where are we? We are at. We're at the site now for the mass. You've got the graveyards here of people. You have uh, the famous stone of Lugnada inside up here. And just look at it just here. It's so inconspicuous. What you have there is the oldest Christian inscriptions outside of the catacombs in Rome, believe it or not. Is it? Yes, the oldest outside of the catacombs. And it looks terribly insignificant. And it's there, and 99% of the people walk by it and say there's an old stone. You know? <laughs> but that's no harm, that's no harm. We have the graveyard here of all the people who lived around here. And we're coming up to St. Patrick's Church here, where uh, we'll be having mass just outside it. Bacons of a table here. Thanks. I just want to. There's a problem. One of the legs on the folding table that makes the altar is not working. The clip that keeps the leg rigid is broken. Something like sellotape is needed. To strengthen that, because Father Cullum has some keeping the lids on the chalices. Where did they come from? Stand the way in here. Someone comes up with flowers picked on the island. These are put in an empty pint glass from the bar on the boat and placed in front of the altar. James, you're very welcome. The second priest, Father O'Grady from Hedford, arrives and vests himself from a hold on. The wine and the water here. Here's the I'll fill it with wine. The water. What's your names? Rebecca and The altar servers are young girls and the latest tops, pedal pushers and runners. Enough. That's pretty Enough. thanks. Yeah. Okay. Hymn sheets are handed out to a congregation sitting or lying among the headstones, leaning up against the perimeter wall or in the shade of the old church ruins. The choir gathers under the trees at one side of the graveyard. Will they sing along with you or are you going to be the only ones doing the singing? Well, we oh, they sing, sing along. Candles are lit for the altar, but they won't stay so. They're gone out again. They're OK, it doesn't matter. They're gone out, they're gone out. A small loudspeaker is put up on the lintel of the entrance to the old church. We're waiting for a little table to arrive and we'll be ready for off then. And that's the preparation for the open-air mass. 
And you may be listening and thinking, it all sounds a bit casual and maybe even a little slapdash. But there's a unity and a clarity of purpose here. Everyone who's here made a bit of an effort to get here, and they're glad to be here. You'll have to take my word for it, but there's probably many the bishop in the grandest of cathedral who would love to have a fraction of interest from his congregation as he opens the Mass with the words, In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace and peace of God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And good afternoon again. Um, It's marvellous in every way. The weather is perfect. The midges are quiet. There's no breeze. And we're all here in one of the most historical places in Ireland. The one little request I would make to everybody here, myself included, is just to let the the experience and the event and the place we are flow into us. Not to analyse it too much, not to force meaning out of it, just to let the event happen and to let it Lord, hear us. And it's a day when traditionally our dead are remembered, if you just wish to say it in a way that's loud enough for me to hear it, I'll repeat it for the, the people in general, please. If you. Cahal? Cahal Noon, from where? Utherard, Cahal Noon from Utherard. John Burke, recess, yes. It's just why I want to remember Ray and to say that this day, 11 years ago, after the most beautiful, beautiful ceremony and beautiful mass, his ashes were spread on the carob. So any time we're short of a fish now, all we've got to do is go up and say, maybe Ray will give us one. <laughs> Thank you. So that sins may be forgiven. Do this in memory of me. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ, the body of Christ, the body of Christ, the body of Christ. Traditionally, Mass never finished with what, do you want a little bit of heavy stuff now, without having what they called an agape after it. And an agape was where you sat and shared a meal. It was unthinkable that you'd eat the bread of life and then scuttle off to your own place. Um, What is that about, they would say? The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you. The Father, the Son. After Mass, the congregation heads back to the picnic area beside the pier. And we bless the boats now, and people are on them with holy water. The whole point of holy water, of course, is it's not magic. It's to remind ourselves that everything is part of God's creation. Father Cullum moves along the foreshore, blessing the boats moored at the pier or pulled up on the beach. As he passes people, they bless themselves. <laughs> and it's not only the boats that get blessed. Belly flap me! Belly flap! We're too shallow! <laughs> oh, a special blessing for you down here. That you'll enjoy the summer holidays, all right? May Almighty God bless those boats. May you keep safe and protect all who fish in them. 
and made, and made they have many hours of enjoyment. Which one in particular? Make sure you just want to this one here. Just in the water today for me. Uh, it's today the first day, is it? For me, like. For you? Yeah. Oh, well, no. What's your name? Bernie Lynch. Bernie Lynch from? Mamcos. Mam oh, well, no, Bernie. You've blessed yourself now that you'll, you'll travel much. safely. Thanks All right. Thanks okay. very much, Thanks Bernie. I just got the boat and put it out on the lake, so. Mm. And uh, my son was killed in November, so I thought it'd be nice for him to. I'm sorry to hear that. What happened to him? He was killed in a motorbike, by a motorbike in my column, except for his friend. What was his name? <laughs> Martin Lynch. That's terrible. My dad was a great lover of Vinci Gill. I don't think he missed many years coming here. No, no, no. Yeah, he was a great man. He loved the car up. Oh, I loved the car up. Why was the mass important to you, Jerry? Um, just to remember dad threw the car up through Vinci Gill. Yeah, to say. We wreck some memories. Mick May, an angler, is looking for some spiritual assistance with the fishing. I do everything to catch them, anything that anything that works, whether it's prayer or coursing or whatever. It's always <laughs> too something. It's too wet, it's too cold, it's too windy, it's too bright, it's too sunny, it's whatever, but that's the reason for it. <laughs> the agape is in full swing. Sandwiches and barbecues. Flasks of tea, bottles of wine, cartons of orange juice. Oh, okay. You only have wine glasses. There's Stick a Celtic it. tiger for you, yeah. <laughs> no cups, you only have wine glasses. Blankets on the ground and collapsible picnic tables. Or in this case, a collapsing picnic table. Not only are there families at the get-together from Ross Cahill, Hedford, Killannan and Moy Cullen, to name but a few, but there's individuals as well. An English language teacher who teaches Italian business executives who fly into Castlebar and Galway. A nurse who retired to the area, fed up with doing more administration than caring. A man who lives in one of the nearby islands, Pat Egan. He works on the rescue boat for the lake and they had a rescue just the night before. He couldn't go back in, there no power in it here. To, he rang, rang in and we... But just about the mark, might mark they were going. Yeah. And he, had he no oars? I know, it was a, it was a big fella, big boat. One, he, he, one he bought in eBay. <laughs> Lying on the pier is Mike Joyce and his tinfoil barbecues. He's a jeweller who works with Connemara Marble and he's sharing blackened chicken and sausage with anyone who's hungry. I always pray in the morning. Early in the morning I wake up. Wake up around half six, seven o'clock most mornings. Open up the old Velux window. I go, big fella. Big fella, thanks a million for everything. Thanks for giving me all the gear and thanks for sorting me out and look after me for the rest of the day and and make something happen good to me today now, you know. And I, every morning, I do that every morning, close down the Velux window and gone. That's it. <laughs> Great. That's it. Done and dusted. That's all you need to do. Sitting on her own in a shelter with her hands on her knees, surveying all, is Anya Brannock. She's come with no one and with no food. No matter, she says, it'll give her an appetite for her dinner later. She's a widow and a good-humoured stoic. My husband's dead for the last 23 years. Is he? Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry to hear it. I had two boys and a girl. They're all going their own way. Yes, and were they very young now when he died? Uh, the youngest was 11 and the oh. eldest 21. Well, there was a lot between their age. Like, right, you know. right. Yeah, yeah. But, but how did you uh, manage with them? Was um, them got up in the morning. They were going to school. And I remember a few mornings, Lord of Mercy, and my, I lost my mother at the same time. I got up and I had no cooker or nothing, just the open fire to make a bit of porridge and buy the kettle. And there was a fire in Dublin in a house and the mother and the children were burned. I said, 
was my trouble compared to them, like, you know. It was hard on me losing my mother and my husband together. But that was sadder, like, you know. You know, fire and, like, yeah. you know. So I went from there, kept uh, going. Yeah, and, and still going. And on the island where Tommy Nevin, the caretaker, entertained hundreds with his wireless for the All Ireland in 1938, there's still the sound of Gaelic games drifting on the blue smoke of the barbecues among the crowd. You go mad at the matches, do you be shouting oh, from there? shouting. You nearly put yourself in hospital, do you? I do. Do they pay any heed to your no. shouting? <laughs> no. The white things I'm cracked. Does she why shouting? Shouting and excited and listening to the games all the time. Finally, the ferry home to Ashford Castle has arrived. The wind is lifting and he's having trouble docking. They only come in straight, otherwise you'll catch him, lie down the There are too many boats and people around to make a mistake. If you get one rope on, he'll have her then. We're coming into me, Dad, into me. The other smaller boats are also being packed up and heading off. The barbecue man, Mike Joyce, and his party are about to leave and they salute the ferry with an old hunting horn. Can I squeeze past you? Back to Ashford Castle in Kong. The ferry is full. Alan Bracken is also another um, coach for athletics in um, Oris Attractor. The radio is on the public address with the sports news. Very, very hard in the whole county, we indeed, with swimming. And, and the last of the food is being shared out. Crackers and cheese. I'm not bringing them home. Squashed in among all is Father Cullum, smiling. He didn't have to sell the annual open-air mass in Inchigil, but maybe it helped. <laughs>